Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's message is Defeating Unsuspected Sources of Shame. Here's a definition of shame. A painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. I've shared that in the New Covenant, the giants that we need to defeat are strongholds or mindsets. In the Old Covenant, there were literal beings in the promised land that have have to be defeated. So a lot of what we do here at Igniting Hope is give us the tools to defeat these strongholds, these mindsets. The victim mindset, disappointment mindset, offense mindset, unworthiness mindset, pessimism mindset. And another one is shame. Now, when I think of shame, my mind goes to big sins that one has committed, that causes great regret. I also consider shameful experiences when someone has violated us in some way. Now, these can cause these deep feelings, this painful feeling of humiliation or distress. But I want to talk about more subtle things that create a low-grade shame in our life that maybe we're not even conscious is shame. And it is just as needful to be dealt with if we're going to walk in the victory of who we are, of our new creation, and what God has done. Now, let me talk about different things in our lives. And I've experienced most of these Things that make us feel less than, things that create a level of embarrassment within our lives, a small humiliation, if I want to use those words. And so as I mention these, I believe you'll be able to relate to them, some more than others, but probably all of them to a degree. Now, let's start with the first one is our appearance. Our appearance can create shame. Now, all of us probably wish we looked better. (laughs) And all of us have things about us that we do not like. As we compare ourselves to airbrush models, we all come up short. Advertising and the media are unrelenting in its depiction of what beauty is and none of us can reach it. Now, some who are listening right now, this is, this is a big area, and you've already probably dealt with this to a degree, but the, the shame feeling that, that comes on us as a result of what we perceive as a negative appearance of ourselves is something that God has given us grace to defeat. And somebody who's listening right now is going to, especially with young girls and teenage girls, is going to have a ministry, is going to have an organization that's going to really bring health to them. 
So that's an area of shame appearance. A second area where there can be this unsuspected shame is our family situation. Now, this is another area where few do not have potential shame-inducing situations. <laughs> whether it's being single, whether it's divorce, addictions in the family, being childless, having abuse, having just dysfunction in the relationship, having family members who are doing embarrassing things, rebellious children, maybe family members have been arrested, other dysfunctions, older children not serving the Lord. These things can create a shame in our life, feeling less than. And I, I just speak to anyone right now who is facing that. I speak freedom to that emotional captivity, and I give you permission to live. And I believe God's going to give you wisdom about what your role is like never before. A third source of this low-grade shame is life accomplishments. As we get older, many battle shame for not having done more with their lives, comparing themselves with others, maybe in retirement or moving towards retirement, life accomplishments. Well, we don't have to be older to feel that. We hear of other people doing things and we're not doing them. I'll tell you what, we're not called to do everything that everybody's doing. We're not called necessarily to, to live at a level maybe that we admire in somebody else. And maybe we're called there, but if we're going to get there, part of it is going to have a prosperous soul now when we seem to have less. Another area of this shame is education or a lack of education. Many feel bad for not going farther in school and feel less than those with greater education. Feel less than those with greater education. And let me just tell you this. You're not less than. The wisdom of God, and I'm not saying education is wrong. I believe it's, it's important. But the wisdom of God is more important than the education of man. Our vocation can bring about an unsuspected source of shame. Society esteems some vocations highly, while it also labels others as lesser jobs to have. If we are employed in a non-esteemed job for our age, we will most likely fight with some level of shame concerning that. Now, I'm, gonna get excited. I'm excited because at the end of this, I, I want to share what we can do with this. I've already kind of given you some hints on, on some of these. Another is spiritual gifts or what we perceive as not having the right gifts. The church tends to exalt those with public ministry gifts or those who have a great anointing to bring dramatic things into reality. But those who are called into such things as administration, pastoring, and helps can feel inferior for not doing this spectacular thing. Another source of 
shame and it's, it was covered in its def, in a definition is embarrassing things we have done. <laughs> We've all done stupid things, whether it's tripping in front of a group of people, having our zipper down in a public presentation, or, or saying something dumb and embarrassing. And we can be tempted to rehearse these things. And it really results from an overemphasis on what people think of us. And that's really going to be one of the bottom line things we're going to go after is breaking off the fear of man, the people-pleasing spirit. And that is one of the roots that I believe is getting uprooted, even in this podcast. Another source of this low-grade shame is our possessions. This can be our car, our house, the clothes we wear, furniture we have, the type of phone we use. <laughs> it's on and on. If we feel it, and I know this is something for me that I've fought. Being embarrassed about my car. Being embarrassed about maybe where, where I have lived at certain times. And I, I've felt this shame. And a last area that I'll mention, and there's many more. I'm just touching on different ones. What I would consider as unsuspecting sources of shame. A last one is just... is. Feeling shame because what we perceive is a lack of Christian commitment. And so we are in a place of, of just not celebrating ourselves. And many walk in shame because they do not believe they are committed to God enough. Now shame, condemnation, condemnation and guilt are not God's instruments to bring someone to Him or closer to Him. And the accuser of the brethren will always make us feel we're not doing enough, that we're not committed enough. So what can we do? What can we do about this? As we recognize these kind of unsuspecting areas that bring about feelings of shame and feelings of, of humiliation or distress, this consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior that we do not measure up and because we do not measure up and we perceive we're less than others because of the things that I've mentioned our appearance our family situation our life accomplishments our level of education what spiritual gifts we function in or don't seem to do embarrassing things we have done or we just think we're not committed enough to the Lord well what can we do? Well, first of all, be thankful for what we have. Regardless of how you look, regardless of your family situation, regardless of all the other things I've mentioned, there the majority of the people in the world would trade places with you. Trade places with you instantly. I love the Bethel culture we're a part of. It teaches us to focus on what God is doing rather than focusing on what we think isn't happening. So if we pray for healing and someone is 20% better, we celebrate that. We focus on the good because as we're thankful for that, it builds faith for the release of more. 
A second thing to do is recognize everyone has to overcome some level of shame. Everybody. These kind of things I'm talking about, I mean, one of the lies of the enemy is, is that we are the only ones who feel the way we feel. <laughs> Thirdly, know Jesus took your shame on the cross. Jesus was stripped naked in the most shameful state, most exposed state there was. And he, every aspect of the cross took something that we deserve. And one of them was shame. And he, he offers in place of that the glory, the acceptance of son, the confidence. And then number four is recognize the moments when you feel these low-grade shame feelings or you feel inferior to others and see it as an opportunity. See it as a, wow, this is a great opportunity where I get to deal with something because our response to something is almost always more important than the something in our lives. And what's happening in us is more important than what's happening through us. And so I feel that. I, I feel like I'm, I'm with somebody else who's better than me in an area, or I, I think maybe they look down on me, and most of the time they're not. It's my own issue. That's an opportunity. Whoo, I get to deal with that. That thing, where I'm going, I can't take that with me. And number five is serve people. Serve people. Healthy people have their eyes looking upward at God and outward at people. And when we move our eyes from looking at ourselves, because that's really what shame comes from, we are focusing in on ourselves and focusing in on what we think we're inferior in. But when we get our eyes on other people, the more educated people than us, the more spiritual people than us. And we actually realize, because Jesus said the greatest of you would be the servant of all. And we come to a place where we're not trying to prove something to these people. We're not trying to impress them. We break that, that off of us. But we, we serve, we care, we pray. We know they have battles. They have battles too. Every person has battles. And we serve people. I believe it's going to help us overcome some of these unsuspected sources of shame. Wow, what a great time here talking about this. And I, I pray that you would just have great freedom in your life. Freedom like never before when you feel shame about your appearance about your family situation, about your life accomplishments, your education, your vocation, your gifts, some embarrassing things that maybe you've done, and, or your Christian commitment. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. We're here at Igniting Hope Ministries. We are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is. It's very difficult to influence 
that which you do not have hope for. When God showed Ezekiel a valley of very dry bones in Ezekiel 37, he asked him basically this question. Ezekiel, do you believe those bones have a good future? And that's the essence of hope. It's the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. And then I want to remind you too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I believe that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. And I don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. And probably for everybody listening, most people listening today, is just not a good day to be radically joyful. Oh, I'm going to wait for a more convenient season <laughs> to activate. No, I'm talking to people right now on the cutting edge, barrier breakers, forerunners. Jesus created a culture of gladness around him. Hebrews 1.9. You are in training to create a culture of gladness in your home, at workplace, in ministry, etc. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. By the way, March 8th, we're starting the Thriving Church Leadership Course on IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. It's going to be so good. 12-week online course using my book, Help, I'm a Pastor. Thriving in four areas. Beliefs, relationships, structure, and in the supernatural. I've got some great guests that are going to join me in pre-recorded podcasts. And I'm going to be on six times in group Zoom sessions for those who will be in the course, IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you like what we're doing, pass these on to other people. God bless. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at IgnitingHope.com.